like we've been doing on Wednesday nights, at least my time with you on Wednesday nights, and um, been talking about uh, the life of faith. And, um, so let's, uh, uh, Brother Matt, if you're ready, let's uh, put uh, Mark 11:22 up there, and uh, we'll kind of work through a little bit of this and then kind of move into what we got for you today. And Jesus just said this, have faith in God. Now, amen. That's kind of a, I think, kind of a duh statement, but in all honesty, uh, with everything he was talking about and everything that was going on, he's just saying, you know, sometimes... It's so easy to be more moved by natural things, amen, and uh, uh, no matter how you, you know, how you cut it, um, and this is kind of uh, relevant to what we're doing today, um, but it's so easy to get caught up in just natural things, so easy to get caught up in how uh, things look or sound or whatever else, and, and in this particular case, he's letting it be known, just put your faith in God and be amazed what you can get done, amen? Yes. You can speak to that fig tree to tell it to be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and it'll do it, praise God. Uh, put the uh, uh, Amplified on that. If you got the Amplified, thank you, sir. Uh, it says, and Jesus replied and said to them, have faith in God. Here's how the Amplified adds to it, constantly. I think that's good, amen, because in all honesty, it should be constantly, amen. Not just in the times when, uh, you know, when it feels good or it's uh, convenient or feels comfortable, amen. Uh, but at all times, praise God. And then I think I gave you the, uh, also the message translation. We'll put that up there again. And Jesus was matter-of-fact about it. He said then, embrace this God life. Really embrace it. Amen. So he's talking about this life of faith to embrace it. So with that said, uh, do uh, Hebrews 10 and verse 38. And uh, anyway, we're going to talk about embracing this God life, right? Now the just, that's you and me, shall what? This is how we live. This is our lifestyle. Amen. This is what we do. This is how we live. Amen. We live by faith. Amen. And it says, if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Now, we're not those that draw back. The next verse says, we're those that praise God move forward, right? We're not drawn back. Amen. Uh, but those that draw back, uh, you know, for whatever it's worth, when you draw back, all you do is go back. Right? I mean, that's kind of maybe overly simplified, uh, but that's just the way it is. You're, you're pulling back, drawing back. That's all you do is go back. Amen. Uh, but uh, if you move forward in God, if you live by faith, amen, how many know that, praise God, uh, you not only move forward in things of God, but, praise God, as we've been talking about this last time I was up here, amen, which I guess now was a couple weeks ago um, on the Wednesday, uh, that you, you are set apart from everybody else. Living by faith makes you different. Yeah, it does, don't it? Makes you different. Now, I say that in a good way, uh, but uh, uh, there's a lot of folks out there might, you know, think that, uh, you know, your difference is really different. And they may not be in total agreement with you. But uh, uh, to live by faith, you know, it's not normal uh, for the normal uh, person on planet Earth, uh, you know, without God anyway. And uh, to be honest, it's not real normal for a lot of folks who have God. Amen. That's not a condemning statement. It's just a lot of folks just never been taught to walk by faith or to live by faith. Amen. They're more moved by natural things. And so what happens is you end up with the same kind of results, even as a believer, even though you got the greater one on the inside, you got the spirit of God on the inside, you got the word of God by, you know, uh, uh, laying next to you there, you got the armor of God, you know, you got all this that's at your disposal. The word even clear, clearly states that all of heaven's resources are at your disposal. Amen. But even with all of that, when you are more moved by natural things, then what happens is we get the same results that the world gets. 
Now, uh, I don't want that. You don't want that. Amen. So look at your neighbor and say, we got to live by faith. We got to live by faith. Okay, so what I did uh, last week, uh, we'll go ahead and do, uh, did I give you Acts 26? Matt, I thought I did. There we go. Let's, let's go ahead and read that, and then we'll just spin off again to what we have for you today. Uh, now, this was, of course, a word that the, this is what the, uh, Paul's really, uh, you know, telling what, what the Lord had said to him, uh, you know, at the, on the road to Damascus. You know, he had that, uh, that, that basically that experience in God. And, uh, and what God had spoke to him, you know, what he was called to do was to open their eyes, talking about the, uh, those out there, anybody that, uh, you know, that basically doesn't know the truth, open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to be a receiver. How do they receive the forgiveness of sins? And what else do you receive? You receive what? An inheritance, right, among those who what? Are sanctified by faith in me. In other words, their faith in him, praise God, sets them apart. That word sanctified means to be set apart or to be made different. Amen. So your faith in God makes you different automatically, makes you set apart, praise God. And so last week, uh, talked about several different things uh, about being set apart, how faith sets you apart. Uh, And so there's a lot of different things that we do that are, you know, let's face it, there's not like the normal uh, person out there, all right? And uh, maybe I use that word normal, uh, you know, I use that word loosely, okay? Let's just leave that alone. Anyway, so faith people believe different, is that right? We talked about that, faith people believe different. You know, the law of faith is if you believe it, you receive it. If you don't, you won't. If you doubt it, you do without it. Simple, just there it is, you know? And uh, so we got to be believers, amen. So, But we believe different than the normal person out there. How about this? We talk different than the normal people out there. We do talk different. Uh, that's what sets us apart. We talk different, amen. Uh, we're, we talk life, not death. We talk blessing, not curse. We talk up, not down. Come on, somebody, right? Hallelujah. We talk different, amen, and that's the way it should be, praise the Lord. So we not only believe different, we talk different, but we also see things different, right? We have, a, we have more of an awareness of, of some unseen things, right? We see things a little different, amen? When everybody else might be seeing the negative side of things, we're seeing more of a positive side of things, right? At least we should be, right? So faith people see things different, amen? They also act or react different. At least they should, right? So if you, uh, if you got uh, this working in you and flowing in you, chances are you're going to have different actions. Remember the, the word says faith without works or corresponding action is dead. So you got to have some kind of action, some kind of good action. But how many know it's not just action but the reactions, amen? Done whole sermons just on just talking about reactions, amen, because sometimes it's not your initial action but it's the reaction that sets you apart from other people, Right? Everybody else is flipping out, and everybody else is going ballistic, and you're, you're staying cool and calm and collected. Amen, right? And there could have been you know, other responses, too. But, uh, but the point is, is that you act different, you react different, praise God, and that's the way it should be. Amen. And I believe uh, last week, then I kind of, I think, start, or ended with the, that, uh, that God's people, amen, faith people, praise God, stand different. They have a different p- a posture, a different, they're poised, and uh, they're more apt to stand and, 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 and get in that fight you know, roll back uh, the sleeves in a sense and get in this thing, praise God, and, and learn to stand their ground, amen, and overcome like they're supposed to, praise God, amen. So it's different, right? Most people might give up and quit right away, uh, but faith people are more apt to stay in it. Come on, somebody. Come on now. Hallelujah. This is my Wednesday night crowd. 
All right, so what we're going to do today, we're going to go to the book of Philippians. Praise the Lord. Book of Philippians. That may have been my fastest review. Hallelujah. All right, Philippians 2. Praise God. I'm going to talk today, uh, you know, about faith people thinking different. So I'm going to talk about an attitude uh, of faith. Praise God. Amen. Having uh, thinking faith, having, uh, you know, being a person that thinks different. Praise God. Uh, verse 5 of chapter 2, where we're going to start, says this, that uh, let this mind, all right, be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, let this mind be in you. This word mind, phronio, is the Greek word. It just means the exercise of the mind or the interest of the mind. It's the same word used like when it says set the mind, uh, set your mind on things above. You know, it's the same word. So it means to set uh, the affection upon, all right? So you, how I many know you determine where you set your mind, Right? I mean, that'd be great if, 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 if uh, we never had to worry about that. It just always automatically went to what it's supposed to. But how I many know it doesn't work that way? Amen. It's our choice, what we choose to set on and what we choose to meditate on. Uh, so it, it refers to, uh, you know, set, setting of the mind or setting of the affection. It also uses the word, uh, one of the synonyms is attitude, okay? Because some, some of your translations even say, uh, let this attitude be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. But it refers to an attitude in the state of a set of uh, the state of mind or a mindset. Okay, so this is the attitude of this. We we have a set mind on this. We have a state of mind on this. This is our attitude towards something. Praise God. Now, uh, faith people, Amen, have a different way of thinking. Amen. They have more. Their minds more set. Come on, right? Come on now. In fact, if we really got kind of kind of got technical about it, uh, you know, no matter, uh, you know, whether we're talking about believing, talking, seeing it different, acting and reacting, standing different, really all of it really comes down to how you're thinking, technically, because that's really why, why you do stand different, why you do act and react different, because you think different. Your mind's been renewed to some different things, amen. You, you, you're more uh, maybe, uh, you know, that metamorphosis, you know, that being transformed, that changing has happened because you begin to renew your mind to his way of thinking. And as a result of it, amen, you can't, you can't start thinking like he thinks without being faith people. You know, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by that word. And you keep hearing that word, and faith keeps coming, praise the Lord. And you become more and more uh, hooked up with him and connected with him. Now you're gaining his thoughts, and, and you now it's, you're now setting your mind, amen. You're, you now have the mindset, the attitude, praise God, that he had, praise God. Amen. So you think different. So you start acting different and talking different and seeing things different, praise God. Amen. Sound good? Praise the Lord. So with that said, we're going to come back to Philippians, and I'll read a bunch more of that text here in a few minutes. Uh, let's go back a page or two, and we're going to go to chapter 4 of Ephesians real quick. We'll probably spend most of our time in Philippians, but I want to read this out of uh, Ephesians 4. I'm going to go to verse um, 17. Um, of course, he just got done talking about the, uh, you know, the five-fold ministry and, you know, the gifts given to the church and and uh, the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, and talking about all of us growing up together and maturing and, and not being tossed to and fro. And then he says a statement here in verse 17, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk 
as the rest of the Gentiles walk. In other words, conduct life, be occupied with, to follow along, take step after step. You no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles. So he's telling that, listen, okay, you're different now. You don't, you don't walk like you used to walk. You don't conduct life like you used to conduct life. It's different now. Amen. So you're being equipped and you're growing up and, and things are being added to you and you're, uh, you're assembling alongside others and, and your development is, is coming along, your growth is coming along. He says you're not, you're not going to walk like everybody else walks. But then he says something else with it. He says in the futility of their mind. Well, who, 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 what, who's, who's mine? We're talking about the Gentiles. So he's saying that the reason the Gentiles walk the way they walk is because of this thing called in the futility of their mind. Okay, and he says we no longer have that. Okay, so what's that mean? Okay, well, the word also means utility, okay? Inutility, I'm sorry, inutility. It means depravity or ineffectiveness. As you kind of get a little bit deeper with it, you know, especially in like a lexicon, it brings out that it's literally talking about a mind that's incapable of producing right results on a continual basis. So as a mind that's not renewed, in this case talking about a Gentile, the word Gentile literally just means he without God. Okay, So you no longer walk like you used to walk without God. You're now different. Well, part of that, what's happening is now you have the capabilities of a mind being renewed like it should. Come on now. Uh, not, not any longer incapable of producing right results. You now have a mind that can begin to do what it's supposed to do and have the results it's supposed to have, praise God. And, and of course, it comes by a renewing of the mind, praise God. Amen. In fact, later on in this, you know, several verses down, it's going to talk about uh, the renewing uh, of the spirit of your mind. Amen. So it's a renewal. It's a, it's a development of the mind, praise God. But he says you're no longer supposed to be walking like the world walks. The reason they do that is because of the way they think. Am I right? Now, how many know when you got born again, you know, you, you became a new creation, right? Your spirit man became alive unto God. Right, But there still has to be a process of renewing. Now, your mind, amen, if you don't ever do anything with it, you don't ever spend any time in the Word, you don't ever hear, your mind probably ain't going to make a lot of shifts or changes, even though you have the capability of having the mind of Christ. Right? I mean, not only did He make your, your spirit new, praise God, but I believe He gave us the ability, amen, to make shifts and changes in our thinking, Amen. The renewing of our soul, praise God. In fact, the soul refers to the mind, the will, the emotions, the mental faculties, you know, and all that kind of thing. So anyway, uh, but, but our soul never got made new. But I believe the potential to be renewed is there. Am I right? All right, not, not a trick question. It's just the way it is. But if you don't ever do anything with it, then you're going to keep walking like the rest of the Gentiles walk. Now remember, he's talking to the church. So I don't want to be guilty of that. You don't want to be guilty of that. So he says, you know, we don't, uh, you know we're not going to walk like they walk. And then verse 18 says this, having their understanding darkened. In other words, it's, 
literally, the word understanding means mental management, okay? So in other words, they're, the way they're processing things isn't going to be right. It's literally darkened. It's like it's been clouded over. It's like, it's like they're not seeing things clearly. Now, how many would agree when you got born again, you know, especially if you've spent any time, uh, you know, in the house of God, the things of God, talking God, maybe you're watching, uh, you know, uh, you know, BVOV or some kind of thing like that, and you're hearing things for the first time, and all of a sudden, the more you hear that, the more it begins to change things, and all of a sudden, it's like, man, I never saw it like that, you know? And all of a sudden, little by little, you're seeing things different than you used to see them. That's a good thing, right? Have you ever, like, you know, you've been, let's say, like for me, I went 1,500 miles away from my family, and... um so, uh, you know, uh, I got saved. I hadn't been saved real long. Um, and my wife and, you know, Trudy and myself, we, we you know, hopped in a car and we, we headed out, you know. And uh, we went, ended up 1,500 miles away from home. Well, in that time of our life, you know, we're pretty young in the Lord. We, you know, uh, you know, Trudy knew a lot more about God than I did in them days. I was about as dumb as a stump when it come time to spiritual things. But I was learning. And little by little, uh, the way I thought began to be modified and changed. How I walked, how I talked, how I acted, how I reacted. Come on, somebody. How I saw things. Amen. And you don't realize sometimes how much it really is changing until you go back and you hook up with people that you haven't seen in a while. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden you go, whoa, don't think like that no more. Right? And they may look at you and they think, you're weird. No, 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 you're weird. Well, you used to think this way too for 20-some years. Yeah, I was weird too. Amen. So, you know, the point is, you know, it makes, there's a change. But that came by being around it and hearing it, the God speaking things into us through the Word, through things being taught, amen, through time spent with Him in His presence, you know, fellowshipping with people, praise God, hanging out with good faith folk, come on somebody, amen, with like faith the Word talks about, amen. And that's how this stuff works. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're now thinking different. See, before your understanding was darkened, it was clouded over. And all of a sudden, it's like now the, you know, he's revealing things, you know. Then it goes on to say, if you put that verse back up, verse 18 again, he says, because of the ignorance that is in them. Now, uh, you know, for whatever it's worth, you know, we want to spend a lot of time because of where I got to go with this today. But ignorance is a doorway for the enemy. That's all it is. It just gives the enemy a place. The more you're ignorant of, 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 of God things, spiritual things, the more the enemy has a place in your life. Amen. So the idea is to eliminate ignorance, praise God, get your mind renewed, and all, drive back the dark cloud, so to speak, of your understanding. So now your, your mental management is beginning to be better, praise God. I mean, my mental management literally got better. Okay. Because I don't know what happened to all them brain cells with all the other stuff. I'll just leave that alone. Amen? So I, I was missing some mental management. So that had to be changed. And uh, for me, what began to work for me was daily uh, quoting the word, 
taking a, a verse a day, adding it to it every day and building it. And as I did more and more of that, my mental management got better and better and better and better. Praise God. So in other words, hallelujah, my understanding became more and more enlightened. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And now, praise God, I am not uh, thinking things like I used to, not seeing things like I used to, not talking things like I used to. Praise God. Can anybody relate with that today? Amen. Amen. We've all been in that. Praise God. Amen. So, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, we think different, don't we? Hallelujah. Now, let's, uh, let's go back to Philippians now. Amen. I just wanted to bring that out, praise God, that we don't, we don't think like we used to. Amen. It's different now. Amen. So I'm gonna, what I'm going to do here today, what I felt in my heart, um, I'm going to take, um, uh, I'm going to kind of go down three different roads here uh, tonight and uh, talk about this, uh, this thing about, you know, an attitude of faith and how faith people think, right? Uh, there's three things that I'm going to talk about today, and maybe I'll just throw them out there and then we can go from there. Uh, faith people think upward, not downward. <laughs> faith people think forward, not behind. Come on now. And then faith people also uh, think outward and not just inward. And I'm talking about that in the sense of, of selfishness or uh, self-deal. Come on, I'm talking about more about, you know, not being uh, just all about you, right? So we're going to talk about those three things today, all right? So the first one I'm going to do, let's go Philippians 4 and uh, verse 8, okay? Kind of a common verse, amen? So uh, faith people think upward, amen? We, we think more positive. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Amen. We think more positive. I mean, you know, we're not ignorant of the fact of what's going on around us. We know what's happening, but we think more positive. We think more up. Praise God. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, so uh, Philippians 4 says this. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, right, or uh, yeah, you pray, meditate on these things. And look at your neighbor and say, we've got to meditate on these things. All right, so what are these things, right? So what's true, right? Let's look at that real quick. Just some quick definitions. The word true here is referring to something not concealed or hidden or disguised. It's talking about truth in this, this particular verse, okay? So something that's authentic or real, all right? So he's talking about truth and, not, and, and really in a sense, uh, you know, you could say, okay, so what are we not thinking? Well, we're not, we're not just thinking about the facts, we know there are facts. You might be dealing with something right now, and it's a fact you're dealing with that. But we are going to meditate on what's true or truth here. That's what we do. So even though my body says I'm sick, truth says by his stripes I'm healed. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate on truth here because that's what faith people do. That's what we do. Amen. That's why people look at you and go, huh? No, I'm, I'm healed by his stripes. He bore my sickness and carried my diseases. Amen. You know, part of that song today, uh, that new song that they were singing, part of the book talks about the body and the blood, praise God. You know, when you take communion, amen, what, that's a representation of something, right? A body, praise God, that, was, that bore stripes on, amen, that, that paid a price for your wholeness. Come on, somebody, right? And so we think wholeness. We don't think sickness. Amen. We're not denying that it's there. We're not denying the existence of whatever it is we're dealing with. Amen. But we deny its right to control or dictate. Can I hear a big amen? amen. So we're more apt to meditate on 
truth. Right? All right, so whatever it is. How about talk about finance or something like that? Well, you know, I never have enough. Well, you know, uh, we could, you know, we're not denying that you got, uh, you know, maybe uh, pressure when it comes time to finance. Come on. But we start standing on the word of God. Amen. When I give, it comes back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto me. Praise God. Amen. All grace abounds toward me that I always have all sufficiency in all things, and I have an abundance for every good work. Praise God. The windows of heaven are open over me, praise God. Pouring out such blessing, it overtakes me, praise God. The devourer's rebuked, hallelujah. What are you meditating on? I'm going to meditate on truth. I'm going to meditate on my covenant, praise God, amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, meditate on what's true, will you? Hallelujah, praise God. You know, I've had people say before, you know, I made a comment or something about, about what I'm standing for, the promise of God, and they say, well, I happen to know that's not true. No, 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 wait a minute, no. James talks about, you know, don't lie against the truth. See, they think you're lying by saying that you're the healed or you're, you're blessed or, come on, somebody. But in all honesty, that's the truth. You don't want to be caught, like James says, lying against the truth. So, you know, so we, in other words, the point is this. We believe truth and not just the facts. Now, we love it when the facts line up with the truth. Amen? And if you, if you stay hooked up and thinking on the truth, pretty soon the facts, because the way it works, facts will adjust, amen, and line up with truth. Praise God. Amen. Can I hear a bigger amen than what I'm hearing? All right, how about noble? Okay, what things are noble? Okay, so what does that mean? It just means things that are honest or honorable, uh, venerable. It just means worthy of respect. Uh, so we're talking about things that are honorable and not dishonorable, right? There's a lot of dishonor out there. We're in a society today. There's just dishonor everywhere. And they don't, they don't, they don't pull any punches anymore. Anybody thinks they can say whatever they want to say, and they just, don't, they just don't think nothing of it. They just think whatever, you know, until they're, you know, being hammered. Come on, somebody. But uh, uh, we're to think on things that are noble. Well, one of the reasons we keep, you know, keep meditating on what's noble is because if you don't watch it, pretty soon you're going to think like everybody else thinks, and you're going to start talking dishonor, something that's not noble. Why? Because whatever you meditate on long enough, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth starts speaking. So you want to stay hooked up to what's noble. I'd rather be guilty of, you know, being noble than... Not being noble. Anybody hear me? Amen. Now, again, uh, we're not denying the existence of all kinds of stuff going on out there. A lot of crazy stuff. A lot of times you hear stuff and, you know, heck, you know, you just got to be going, you just got to be walking down, you know, the aisle at, you know, at, uh, you know, at the checkout, you know, and you just look on the side and you see all them, you know, them magazines are just full of truth. That's why I buy them all up and read them. No, I don't. No, I don't. No. <laughs> Take that out. <laughs> it's got all kinds of stuff, and they're slamming this person and slamming that person and slamming this, and, and they're just hoping somebody just says, oh, I never knew they. Dude, it's a lie. It's amazing. What country? I mean, what a country, right? We can, we can sell magazines filled with lies, and people buy it. It's amazing. 
It's sad. Yes, amen. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got to think on things that are noble. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whatever things are just. What's just? Well, just, okay. Right, righteous, right by him. Things that are equitable. Things that are Im, uh, even, even means impartial. So stuff that's fair-minded. Amen. Not selfish and biased, but, but something that's fair. Amen. Something that's just. I mean, oh, God's a just God. Amen. You know, a lot of times we go around wanting everything fair, uh, you know, in the sense. But, but God is just. Amen. He's a just God, praise God. And, uh, you know, he is. God is, you know, just in how he does things. Right? So he's fair-minded in that. Amen. So, praise the Lord. So we think about things that are just. Amen. Uh, you, know, um, you know, we could be pretty uh, biased in who we are. Um, um, you know, we have a tendency as a society to be more selfish. We think about ourselves. And, and, uh, but uh, uh, we're, we're called to be a just people. God's a just God. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Right? Come on, somebody. Right? So he, he's in love with everybody. Amen. Now, he doesn't, he doesn't justify everything. He doesn't condone everything. He doesn't make excuse for everything. But he also, remember, he's in love with everybody. Come on, somebody. Am I right? So, you know, it's just better for you and me uh, just think on things that are just. There's a lot of things we can think about there that aren't just. But we're going to think on things that are just, praise God. Amen. How about pure? Okay, pure. Hallelujah. Let's think on things that are pure, clean, wholesome, it means. Uh, he also uses synonyms like um, uh, innocent or uh, something simple in a sense or proper. There's another word there. Uh, it just means something that's, in a sense, that's relevant and not uncalled for. Uh, that's just one of those. So something that's relevant but not uncalled. It just, it just kind of, you, you know, some things we can just get so caught up in things. And it's just so easy. Everybody, you know, gets caught up in stuff. And then you want to just, after a while, you start thinking, why are we all talking this? What's the point in this conversation? What's the point? Where, where is this going? Where, what, does, what does that benefit? Does that benefit anybody? And yet we're all caught up in it. Will this conversation change anything? Chances are no. So, you know, this is what he's talking about. You're just keeping your mind set on things that are pure and right. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not going to get caught up in all that mess. Amen. You know what? Especially for, for us, we're, we're, we're a faith people that pray. So it doesn't do us any good to get caught up in stuff we got no business being caught up in. Because all it's going to do is affect your way of thinking, affect how you walk, how you conduct. It'll affect how you pray. Hmm. Whatever things are lovely. I like lovely. You like lovely? I like things lovely. Huh? So what does that mean? Lovely. All right. Lovely. It means something that's friendly towards uses words, synonyms like kind or gracious. Even words like compassion, mercy, and forgiveness are all involved in this. So what he's talking about here is being having a mind that's, that's meditating, thinking on things like peace and not strife. 
So it's talking about really when you get into this word lovely, it's talking about anything that's anti-strife. Oh, my. We're in a society everybody wants to be in strife. I mean, my goodness now. You know, I can get on my bandwagon with this one. But, but uh, the bottom line is everything out there, everybody wants to get caught up in everything about strife and, and, you know, division and contention and all that kind of stuff and uh, self, just everything's wrapped in self. And so uh, we're, we're not going to be that people. We're going to be somebody that's going to think more on the lines of uh, maintaining peace, uh, anything that's, what's the, what the word talk about, anything that's, that's based on you, uh, maintain peace. Do, do your part to at least maintain peace. So you're not going to do that if you don't set your mind on it. If all you can think about is how, you know, everything that's bad and then how everybody's done everything wrong, it's only a matter of time. Amen, that's what you're talking, that's what you're thinking. And now try to walk in faith with that mess. It just ain't going to work. See, remember, faith people think different. So, you know, you start going down that kind of road, and God says, okay, pray for that person, and you, you're just all you can see every time their face comes up is something wrong. Uh, you know, it's hard to stay in faith like that. Amen? You know, the other day I shared a, a you know, testimony of somebody that was always uh, annoyance to me. And God says, why don't you pray for that person? And I thought, what a concept, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I realized when he had said that, that I was guilty of not praying for that person. I was too busy, you know, saying, you know, God, take care of this, or God, you know, you know, have that person maybe go to another church or something, you know. And like that, that just, that was a, anyway, hallelujah. That didn't ever work. Uh, so I, I learned pretty early on that when that stuff don't work. Amen. That's just not a faith prayer. Anyway, the point is, praise God, Spirit of God says, why don't you start praying for that person? And when I began to honestly hold that person up, it didn't take long. It just, it just a short time. All of a sudden, my heart toward that person shifted and changed. And all of a sudden now I'm seeing that individual as God sees them. And that shifted everything, right? But if you're going to sit and meditate on all the junk, which is what I was doing about that situation, it's kind of hard to be in faith when it comes time to dealing with a situation like that. Anyway, praise the Lord. How about this? Whatever things are of good report. Everybody say a good report. report. How many know there's a lot of bad reports out there? Okay. Um, the, the word here refers to that which is reputable or of good repute, uh, admirable, good in others kind of a thing. So it's talking about, in a lot of ways, talking about believing the best and not the worst. Okay, so not just in others, but also whatever situation you're dealing with. You know, if you think about the good report, remember uh, the, ten, the 12 spies came back from the, prom, you know, spying out the land. And, uh, you know, they all come back. They all saw it. They all had evidence of everything what God had said about that land was true. How many know that? All right? So they, they go before the people as after they're back. Uh, Caleb begins to address the people about, man, let's, you know, yay, it's just like God said. But then all of a sudden, the other ten said, well, wait a minute. Uh, yes, yes, it was like God said, but, you know, um, they're bigger. They're, uh, you know, it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of work to go in there. Um, everything's fortified. Um, you know, chances are we're probably going to lose lives. Uh, the last thing we want to do is have our families, you know, uh, you know, all this stuff is the thoughts they're thinking here. See, so they start 
they start giving a report. They say we're nothing like, but we're pardon me, we're we're nothing but grasshoppers in their sight and in our own sight. Come on, somebody. That's in Numbers 13, by the way. So anyway, uh, so uh, the word says this that it was a process of thinking. God said uh, it, He called it an evil report. Or pardon me, Joshua and Caleb tried to interrupt, tried to say, no, 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 we can do this, we can handle this. Just like if God said, God said we could do it, we can do it. But it was too late, the damage was done. So the point is, I'm just bringing this out for this reason, a good report or a bad report, it's up to you what you listen to. It's up to you what you meditate on. There's good report and there's bad report. What are you going to meditate on? Okay, because all, that's the only thing that made the difference. Literally, that cost them 40 years. The word's real clear. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. It was a year for every day that the spies were in the, in the promised land spying out the land. They were gone for 40 days. They came back, and basically the damage that they those 10 spies did in, because of the, after that 40 days being gone, cost them 40 years in the wilderness. Whew. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I ain't going to waste 40 years wandering around in some wilderness just because I choose to meditate on a bad report. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. 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 So I'm going to do my best to meditate, amen, to keep my mind set on a good report, praise God. Amen. So somebody says, well, man, they all they're giving me is bad report. Well, what has God given you? Right? I mean, a lot of times, even if you just if you just even think about it long enough, you can find something good, praise God. But if anything, if you can't find anything out there in the natural, then just get open that Bible and just say, you know what? The Word of God says this. Woo! That's a good report. So we just meditate on the right stuff. Come on now. Hallelujah. Everybody say, meditate on the good report. Okay, how about virtue? What, do, what does that mean? Well, it's referring to excellence, really. Okay? So virtue means valor, uh, brave and gallant, of course, but then an excellence or that which excels or who excels. Amen. Praise God. Even uses the word worthiness. Okay. Um, you know, in other words, somebody's, somebody's, you know, there's things going on. Uh, there's things worthy of, uh, you know, giving your attention to because of the excellence, because of the valiance. Because of the, uh, you know, uh, because of the valor or whatever, the excellence. All there's all kinds of things out there. It's kind of a kind of a, a wide word on that in that sense. But there's so much, so many things out there that are excellent, right? You know, years ago there was some show. What was that? Uh, um, oh my gosh, this is very holy. This is terrible. Somebody's excellent adventure or something. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> Dude, everything's cool. I thought, yeah. You know, it didn't matter what we were. Dude, it's all good. Excellent. Whatever they did. You know, it's like, you know, everything's excellent, man. Everything's cool, you know. Everything was going bad, but then, hey, everything's cool. Yeah. You can't even get Christians to do that. Huh? Anyway, okay. That was that really dated myself there. 
Anyway, okay. So praise the Lord. Virtue, praise. How about praiseworthy? How, there's always something praiseworthy. Commendable, laudable, to something to give merit. Amen. Complimentary, praise God. To praise and not curse, praise God. Amen. There's always something to give praise for. I mean, if anything, we can at least stop long enough and think about what God has done. Amen. That's praiseworthy, praise God. Hallelujah. God's done great things. Amen. You can see things in people's lives. You might, you know, if you don't watch it, you're, uh, all you're seeing is just the, the negative side of things. Instead of saying, wait, something's great here. Somebody's, this, this person's got this going on, praise God. They got this happening. They, I mean, this is good, amen. Stay locked on, meditate on that which is praiseworthy. Well, pastor, you just don't get it. What do I get? Well, you know, I mean, you just... You kind of got your head up in the clouds. I mean, you know. I mean, somewhere along the line, you got to be realistic. Realistic. That was a word I always heard all the time. You got to be realistic. 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 What does that mean? Well, realistic. That which just appears real unto you. Well, the difference between your realistic and my realistic is probably different. I'm being realistic. Because what's real to me is that word. What's real to me is what he's done, what he's doing. What's real to me, come on, hallelujah, is what he's going to change, what's going to happen. What's real to me is the unseen that's working right now on my behalf. Amen. So your realistic and my realistic might be two different things. So a lot of folks, their realistic is everything they see in the natural. Well, I believe, you know, the more you meditate on these things, the more you spend time in God, amen, pretty soon your realistic changes. What becomes more real to you is the things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Your viewpoint changes. Your way of thinking changes. You're no longer thinking down. You're thinking up. Come on, somebody. Now, you know, we could spend all day just talking about why we want to meditate on the good and what it shifts and changes. Amen. But for you know, tonight, we're going to just kind of focus on just the fact, the things, amen, you know, as far as it keeps you up. We think up. We think positive. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, but we have something to lock our faith onto that is positive. And for whatever this is worth, there is absolutely nothing positive about being negative. So you might as well lose the negativity. Amen. Some people fight tooth and toenail. Come on, do they... They have a right to be negative. You know, you know, really what it comes down to, I was thinking about this thing about realistic. Okay, so there's like the natural things and there's, you know, spiritual things, you know, the seen, the unseen. And the scripture kind of really defines it, you know. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18 says that, we look not to the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. 
being subject to change. And the things which are not, amen, seen are eternal or permanent. So, you know, when you think about realistic, are, are you, you counting what's temporary realistic? Or what's eternal as realistic? See, the things that are, you know, that we see are all subject to change. They can shift and change. So it's it's hard to look at that kind of thing and say it's realistic. And that's just, you know, pastor's point of view. You know, eat the meat, spit out the bones, whatever. Do what you want with it. But uh, I choose to set my mind on the higher things, the unseen things. Come on, a God that can do all things. Come on, somebody. And I'm going to meditate on that, which is true, noble, just, amen, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, praiseworthy. That's what we're going to do, praise God. All right, uh, Philippians 3 now. Let's go back up a chapter here. All right, look at verse 12, amen. Hallelujah. Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on, right? It's a common text, right? That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and I reach forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, look at your neighbors, that be us, as many as are mature, have this mind, this kind of mindset, this kind of way of thinking, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. In other words, he'll, he'll, he'll straighten up your thinking if you just hang out with him. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and let us be of the same mind. Praise God. In other words, we're constantly growing, constantly developed. We don't want to lose some of the things that God's already put into us. But the bottom line is our way of thinking ought to be maturing, growing, and, and getting different. Praise God. So this text uh, brings out, praise God, that faith people think forward. So let's back up like verse uh, 12. Let's see that again, verse 12. Not that I've already attained or perfected, but I press, I press on. I haven't arrived. I haven't got all the answers yet. I haven't done everything yet, but I press on. Well, nobody's going to press on if they're not thinking about that. Come on, some people just think, oh, man, that just never works for me. And then you shut down, you quit. Come on now, we press on. So we got to be thinking forward. Amen that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Verse 13, here we go, hallelujah. It says this, brethren, I do not count myself to have uh, one thing, yeah, forget, to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Here we go, forgetting those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. So, you know, it's hard to drive forward when you're constantly looking in the rearview mirror. And we're not denying that there are things back there. And there are a lot of things back there that have happened, a lot of things back there that shouldn't have happened, a lot of things back there that were great, a lot of things back there that were not so great. A lot of things back there, praise God, that might have, you know, in a sense, helped mold you and shape you. And there's a lot of things back there that all they did was help mess your life. Am I right? So there's good, there's bad. But we're a move forward people. We reach forward to things we're ahead. And so for that to really work right, you got to be willing to forget some of that stuff that's behind. I mean, even some of the good things. Now, listen to what I'm saying. You know, it's not that we don't pull it up and give God praise for some of the great things that God has done over the years. 
But the point is this, sometimes we can even get so wrapped up in something good back there that we never grow up or go past it. Now, that's a whole other sermon. But the bottom line is we're a people that think forward. Let this mind be in you. Amen. Have this kind of mindset. This is an attitude of faith. We go forward. We take ground. We move forward. Amen. We put one foot in front of the other, and we keep on moving. Praise God. Hallelujah. We, every, place of place, every place of the sole of our foot treads, God's given us. Well, that means you have to be treading. We can say all day long, every place the sole of my foot treads, God's given me, and never move. And you could be saying, every place the sole of my foot treads, God's given me. That sounds so cool. But you got to move. You got to tread. You got to move forward. Amen. No moving back. Move forward. That was one of the problems with the children of Israel. Well, they had so many issues. It's like, they always wanted to go backwards. Stop wanting to go backwards. Go forward. I mean, that was the whole thing with, with Moses. Moses gets to the end. He says, you got to move forward. He's going, we got a sea in front of us and an army behind us. Well, you don't want nothing behind you. You got to move forward. Lift up that, that staff and move forward. Amen. I mean, even when they went to cross the, uh, the, the river, uh, when they were going to start taking the promised land, they, they, the, the, the water didn't back stop or back up until somebody started walking into it. We're all waiting for everything to see depart before they, they start they started moving in. And as they went into it, it just started parting. Amen. And I think sometimes in our own lives, uh, that's why some things don't part for us. Some things don't happen because we're not moving forward. We don't think forward movement. And some people go, you know, I get tired of always telling me, hey, take ground, come on. What do you want to do? Uh, lay down and die. No. Uh, just be full of doubt. Nobody wants to hear that. Right? Right? Well, Pastor, you don't. No, no, no. Listen, listen. We, this is how we think. We think different. We think forward. We think take ground. We think we still move forward. We got pressure on every side. We still move forward. Well, everything ain't agreeing. We still move forward. Nothing's changing. We still move forward. Well, something didn't go right. We still move forward. That's what we do. Being confident, Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Well, how's that going to happen? By you moving forward. Does he complete the work in you just by you sitting and doing nothing? By you giving up and quitting? By you whining? Brother Hagen brings out a statement, and I thought this was pretty good. He talks whether somebody's going to receive or not is whether they lose their wine. I'm not talking about drinking wine. I'm talking about, amen, right? Their wine. You know, they'll, they won't get their healing if they're wine. They won't get their breakthrough if they whine. They won't get their... Their financial mirror if they whine. Because whining is anti-faith. 
Are you hearing me? Whining is being stuck in reverse. And, and listen, okay, people want to say, well, you, you're kind of a mean preacher. I'm not really mean. I'm really a nice guy. If you get to know me, I'm a pretty cool guy. Just jealous that you can ask. Anyway, I'm not a mean person. Um, but, you know, I'm just not going to be, I'm not going to stand before the master and say, Lord, everybody was down and, and negative, and so I just thought, you know, there's no sense in me being positive. Everybody's going to be negative. And I might as well just, you know, do nothing because nobody else wanted to do anything. So I just started, you know, telling everybody, it's okay, don't do nothing. I'm not going to answer for that. If you want to, that's your business. Not me. I'm going to be guilty of saying, hey, ho, moving forward, here we go. <laughs> Saw a few westerns. Wagon trail, you got to keep them moving, man. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Anyway, praise God. Look at your neighbors. They got to move forward, man. Move forward. Hallelujah. How about Jeremiah 29 and 11 says this. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Why? To give you a future, right? And a hope, right? So move forward, people. Why? Because we, we have a future. We have a hope. Amen. There's good things ahead, and that's God's thoughts toward us. So he's saying, listen, if you hook up with my thoughts, you can have that too. Now, you're not going to get a future if you're going to sit and whine about it. Okay, I'll get off the whine. All right. So we think forward. Amen. We think, hallelujah, upward. We think forward, and we think outward. Philippians 2 now. Philippians 2. <coughs> Back to the original verse here, but we're going to read a little bit more of this, right? So verse 1 says, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if there's any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, amen, praise God, or, you know, that word consolation, encouragement, all right, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, come on, having the same love, being of one accord, one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, right, but in lowliness of mind or humility, come on now, now what, now humble, uh, you know, the humble doesn't mean that you think less of yourself. It means that you think of yourself less. There's a big difference, okay? So, uh, you know, humility isn't uh, debased, you know, where you're, you're, you're calling yourself nothing but a worm. And uh, some people think that's, that's spiritual, and it ain't. Come on, somebody, because you've been made in his image. So you ain't no worm. Come on. All right, but we're talking about, but you, you do walk uh, in humility. Come on. In this case, it uses the word lowliness of mind, all right, and just means you're walking, amen, in a place where you're thinking you're putting others first, right? And it says, let each esteem others better than himself, right? Let each of you look out not only for his own interests. How many have interests? Woo! I have interests. Anybody else have interests? You know, we got things that we like and things that we enjoy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Praise the Lord. God put that stuff in you, and you, you know, Rick likes to hunt, fish. And fish and hunt, and hunt and fish, right? Is there anything wrong with hunting? Group therapy, right? With the real small, real small real, yeah. <laughs> Get them all grouped. All right, I got you. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, praise God, right? So, there's all kinds of things you like, right? Is there anything wrong with that? No, not at all. So, you have interest, but guess what? So, does somebody else. And so he says, once in a while, you know, you got to think outside yourself. 
Amen? It's not overlooking you, but it's you have to understand God's got your back. And I found, too, to be honest, the more I look out for everybody else, the more God makes sure people look out for me. That's a fact. You know, it just works that way. And I've been very blessed in that, fortunate about that, and um, thank God for that. Amen. But it works and started with being, you know, lowliness of mind, esteeming others, looking out for the interests of others, amen, and trying to be a blessing. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. And uh, so it's not, it's not uh, trying to be arrogant in that. It's just the fact that I just learned that it just, it's just better to help somebody out, be an encourager. Be a, uh, try to be a blessing to somebody, um, you know. Uh, you ever get busy and, um, you know, like head to the store and you're just, you're just you know, I don't, I don't like hanging out in stores too much. But, um, you know, so if I go there, I'd like to get my business done and get out. Anybody else with me on that? Yes. Am I the only one that thinks that way? You know, I know there's stuff you got to do, and I'm not, I'm not against shopping. I'm not against any of that. Sometimes shopping's fun, um, you know, but, uh, um, but I still like to let's, let's get right to where we got to get to. I got to get to aisle seven now. <laughs> Man, it's too bad them carts ain't motorized. <laughs> and uh, so sometimes, you know, um, you get in the store, and uh, because I'm kind of a right where I got to get to, and sometimes I, I went right by somebody. I don't like that, um, but uh, if I see somebody, I'm going to stop, I'm going to talk. But you're in a hurry. Yes, I am. But sometimes you got to look out for the interests of, of others. Come on, somebody. Amen. I've been late to things before because I've looked out for the interests of others before. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? You stopped to help and you went, whoo, now I'm late. But oh well, praise the Lord. So it, it just pays to look out for the interests of others. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's read on because look what it says here. Uh, verse 5 then says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, right? And he goes on to say, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, hallelujah, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Now that's what you call looking out for the interests of somebody else. Can I hear a big amen? Woo! That's huge. That's, that's like to the extreme. So Jesus was an extremist. When it came time to looking out for the interests of others. So it says, let that same mind be in you. So we're not only a people that think upward, not only people think forward, we think outward. You know, I always think that, you know, we're the light, we're the salt, that's who we are. Um, and um, that's how we do this. Um, so we think about, you know, how can we help somebody or make a difference? Can I hear a big amen? Um, you know, my kids growing up, um, they always got uh, talks. And my kids, you know, especially when something didn't go, you know, I needed to deal with something or whatever, and they just said, just beat me, please. <laughs> 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 I 
No, we're going to sit down and we're going to discuss this. Because I'm looking out for your interests. If we get this, we won't have to be here again. So I always feel like it's worthy of, you know, explaining things. I do that as a preacher. Let's get to the point. Well, if you understand this, 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 and this, you'll get the point. So looking out for your interests, I just assume take a little time. Give you why. Amen? And it just makes more sense then. Because we could speed through this thing and yip and shout and go on home and not get anywhere. I like yipping and shouting. And I even like going home sometimes. <laughs> but there's something about taking the time, amen, and being, you know, looking out for the interest of everybody. Still with me? Amen. Praise God. Um, 1 Corinthians and 10 says this, Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. Praise God. I put uh, Philippians 1.25 since we're in the book, and it just talks about being confident. Uh, uh, you know, he, Paul was talking to him about there's a reason that I'm staying, I'm sticking around, amen, because I want, uh, if, I, if I remain and continue with you, it, you'll, we'll start seeing your progress. And I think that's one in, that's it, there's a one in 25, amen. Being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy. Paul could have said, you know what, I think I'm done here, I'm out of here, see ya, ta-ta. He says, you know what, for your benefit, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to walk you through some of this, amen, so you, so you continue uh, to progress, to grow, amen, in, you know, in the things of God. Amen? So, praise the Lord. So, we think different. Look at your neighbor and say, we think different. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we think we're a people that think upward, people that think forward, a people that think outward. Amen. We're always looking out for the, the benefit or for the interests of others. Praise God. Not just our own. Praise the Lord. Did you get something today? Woo! Praise the Lord. Got through that one, huh? Hallelujah. Why don't you all stand up? And let me pray over you. Glory to God. <laughs> I got my picture here. <laughs> looking out for my interests. Praise the Lord. That's pretty cool. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise and glory once again. So thankful for your word, for these principles today. We're thankful, Lord God, for this people, for their, uh, that they had an ear to hear and a heart to receive today. Thankful, Lord God, amen, that you're opening the eyes of our understanding. And in this case today, we're thankful, Lord God, we have a mind, praise God, the mind of Christ. Mind, praise God, hallelujah, set on things above, praise the Lord. That our attitude, amen, uh, of, you know, our uh, how we think and uh, Lord God, our mindset and our, our state of mind, praise God, is locked on with you, praise the Lord. And Father, I give you the praise and the glory for it. In the name that's above every name, in the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Come on. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.